them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yeah. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. All right, all right. Listen, the song says bring them out and we are out, man. Gabriel Stovall, the proud sports editor of The Covington News, here with a house full of dudes, man, in this room. We are getting set. Why are y'all laughing, man? What are you laughing about already? We're, we're, we're going to keep going. Straight out of <laughs> I'm excited about this part. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm the like, guys, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That was supposed to stay off record. <laughs> As you can see, I've already lost control of the room here. Uh, this is Gabriel Stovall. lost control of the podcast. Your right? proud sports editor of the Covington News with a bunch of guys I'm getting ready to fire as soon as this podcast is over. You can't fire me. Though. You're right. I can't fire. Well, you know, we got birthday boy Brett Fowler in here. He is the, uh, I called him on Facebook, the illustrious sports editor of the Walton Tribune, which is our sister paper, and I cannot fire him, Brett, but we are glad that you're here today, man. Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. He's going to be here with us. He's going to talk uh, some social circle wrestling with us and some baseball and whatever things that we can drag him into. He's going to be here. Um, Other than him, I've got the uh, typical uh, cast that usually follows me around everywhere I go. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Tyler Williams with the invisible salute. You can't see the the salute. You can't see the salute this time. He almost knocked the microphone out of the (laughs) thing with the salute. You can't see it this time because we're not on camera as we were last week. We said we were going to do. These are bi-weekly podcasts, guys. Every other week we're coming at you. Once a month we're going to do it video style. That way you can interact with us and talk about uh, the things that you want to talk about as it relates to local sports. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how stupid we are. Whatever the case may be, ask us a bunch of questions. We're excited about that. But I got Tyler with us. We got Michael Pope as always. Peace sign, man. He does kind of look like an '80s rapper with a hat to the back, and Cleveland you know, you got some Adidas no. on. Oh, okay, Cleveland Cavaliers, dude. Nobody's rocking Cleveland Cavaliers Whatever, stuff man. anymore, man. No. You're on track. That's for sure. You're definitely, you're not, definitely not a Cavs fan. Just put out, not a Cavs fan. You're definitely on track for Zion. I can tell you that. These posts, the, that's uh, all. Hawks were on track for Zion, yeah, man. Hawks they want to act like they're freaking good. Let's not even talk right. about that, <laughs> Matthew Grant. Grimes is here, man. What's going on, sir? I'm just living my life, living the dream. Living the dream, yeah, man. Living the dream. I need you to tell me about this tweet that I saw. You said, no, was it somebody, you were quoting somebody who said that you should be on Phineas and Ferb. What was that? What was that all about? Yeah, well, you know, if y'all, we're not obviously on camera, so maybe you don't know what I look like, but just imagine if there was a third Catherine with Phineas and Ferb. This is their art style. This is Ferb. Oh my god, that's what it was. That's the nose. Who who was it that said you? That was my roommate, one of my one of my good. It was was one of my good friends. Really said that, but (laughs) they said you should be on Phineas and Ferb. That is hilarious, dude. I knew I get some likes out of it. Yeah, you got some likes and laughs. You got some. You got. As long as they're laughing, I don't care if they're laughing at me or with me. Well, you gotta you gotta love it, man. You're not too taking that. You're not taking yourself so. Seriously, can't make fun of yourself, that, man. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Well, man, listen, we are we got a, a good pack show for you. Uh, speaking of, hold on, I got I got to say this before we move on because um, Tyler Williams, uh, you know Tyler Perry Williams, as we <laughs> as we have gotten accustomed to calling him, he is a uh, a an employee 
at, at the the chicken house. I know there's several. The Lord's oh, but chicken the, house. The Lord's Chicken House, Chick-fil-A, uh, which is our awesome football sponsor. Uh, and uh, he brought in a whole cachet of Chick-fil-A. Um, so Uber we, Eats, man. We're sitting here with the itis. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to you. What's your girlfriend's name? Sarah Beth? Sarah Beth. Yeah, shout out to Sarah Beth. You can tell her that we're talking about it. Make her listen to the podcast. Man. I'll make her. You can tell her that um, we, we, we shouted her out. She let us know by way of Twitter. Um, brought it to our attention. Tyler came in here rocking the house shoes, man. <laughs> well, you know, I had to work during lunch. I didn't feel like putting on tennis shoes. I, I really didn't feel like changing, but I didn't want to wear my smelly fried chicken clothes here. So just throw on some slippers, keep them in my car for emergencies. Emergencies. Yeah, so really they're more like car slippers. They're not what? house slippers. You're prepared. Oh, I'm like, prepared. Dude, emergency what kind of emergency do you need house slippers I for? I can't go into them. I cannot go into those emergencies. Yeah, well, we're going to pray for you, bro, because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly what that looks like. They Look, I, can't, I can't say anything. I keep an extra change of clothes and shoes in my vehicle, so. No, I practically live in them. Yeah, but they're, but they're real, real shoes. <laughs> This dude's like they got a little fuzz on. Like, them. what emergency would you have to go through to make yourself say, "You know what? Let me slip out of these everyday shoes and put some house slippers." Well, if I forget <laughs> shoes, you know, and you never know. You forget my life's on the go, man. Okay, Tyler's digging himself in a deeper hole here. I also have an Eno hammock in my car, which is actually my girlfriend. Yo, me too, bro. A what? Yep, Eno hammock. What the heck is that? The greatest hammock of all time. Period. Ever. What makes it greater than the other hammocks? They're beautiful, man. Yeah, and they great. support Pretty a colors. lot of weight. The straps are easy to put on. Look, if it can Pretty support a fat butt, it can support anybody. Well, bro, no, you just lost, you lost eighteen pounds, man. So you you're straight. Before man. before I lost my eighteen pounds, okay. but I'm still pushing two thirty. Just to give you an idea how comfortable it is. I had a kid on my hall freshman year that would sleep in his hammock rather than his bed. Are you serious? I know there's yeah. one in my car in case you know I just got to hang one up for the night if I have emergency <laughs> situation. Out. My car gets. Dude, what is up with you in these emergency situations? You can never be too prepared in Emergency situations that require hammocks and house shoes. What is, uh, failing to prepare. No, wait. See, so he, 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 he doesn't even know what he's trying to say. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Is that what it is? Thank you. Okay. Let's get back to the things we're actually good at, which is sports. So, okay, because uh, I, I think Tyler's taking us down a road that, that has no end. Uh, this, this is the second rabbit hole we've climbed. This, yeah, the first rabbit hole was not on air you guys don't want to know about that one uh, but, uh, I promise you you don't want to know about that one and uh, neither do our bosses but um, we are here today talking again Newton County sports and uh, you know I, I, I ne- it never ceases to amaze me man I've been here going on three years um, I came from a place where I covered two counties that had 23 schools combined and I came here, which got three GHSA schools. You got some middle schools. You got some some private schools. Um, I actually had a thought, man, that would I ever run out of stuff to cover and run out of stuff to talk about, man? It never ceases to amaze me how much how much sports activity happens in this area, guys. Like we like we're in the start of spring sports. And we're still talking about fall sport. You know, we still got fall stuff going on. We still got winter sports to talk about. We're two weeks removed from signing day, national signing day. There's still football but stuff. Popping there's up. still football it's stuff about popping to up. Even get bigger with like spring training and stuff. Summer absolutely, workouts. Absolutely, man. That like even last week, last Wednesday, we had um, I called it National Signing Day 2.0, man, with uh, Jalen Banks. And uh, and and Bryson Wilcox signing yep. to Presbyterian and Stetson.
Jackson, respectively, um, and really just solid, man. It was an awesome opportunity. The coolest thing I thought was the fact that uh, outgoing coach Chris Edgar had the opportunity uh, to kind of make that his last act with uh, his uh, his former team. And man, how many? I mean, let's you know, just being being honest, being real. I mean. Coach Edgar's a good dude. Um, they did not have the success on the season on the football field that they wanted in his three seasons, and you know that may have had something to do with the departure. But how many times does a guy get to kind of hang around and you know kind of go out on his own terms and still oversee? aspects of his program while the other guy is getting acclimated to his new you know position I think that's a class act for Al Kobe that they were able to it's allow nice. him to do that it's nice because usually when they're out they're out like that's, yeah. that's it I mean you're you're done you may still be around in the school and all but you're not hanging around with the football team a little bit so it was nice for him to get yeah. that like last act as his coach absolutely it says a lot about him how much the school respects him to let him do that and how much he respects the school to still be willing to stick around so Trying to find the next gig. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Those two signings, Jalen Banks, uh, obviously great, great kid, man. National Honor Society guy. Uh, went to Presbyterian and did the whole hat show mm-hmm. uh, with three schools that he was trying to decide between. Shorter University, Barry College, chose Presbyterian. Um, Bryson Wilcox, man, awesome story. I don't know if you guys got the chance to, uh, to read the story that I wrote uh, on him, but, uh, man, just a powerful testimony for him uh, just over overcoming perseverance had a brain tumor I think when he was 11 years old uh, man he uh, was a martial artist up until last year um, just different things that he overcame and he's on his way to Stetson both out Kobe dudes man going D1 mm-hmm. now how is it man that a three a school that hasn't won a region game in three plus years <clears throat> they're signing guys to division one football man shows how talented this area is absolutely yep. man I mean, Al Kobe's got football. Then, like we said in the last podcast, it's always they're talented, but you know, and and so we'll be it'll be exciting, man, to talk about uh, you know just and to watch their progression as an athletic department. Later on, we're going to talk about Al Kobe baseball, mm-hmm. uh, which has gotten off to the best start they've had in eight years. Under, yeah, man, under Coach Jimmy Hughes, uh, we're going to chat about that. But let's jump in first to some state basketball stuff, man. Obviously. Um, we got one team standing, man. I thought Social Circle was going to kind of give us a maybe a deep run. They had a great season. Uh, they got nipped, I think. Uh, it was it was it the, in the region tournament? Yeah, it's yeah. The first round of the uh, region tournament. They played Raven County, a team that they had beaten during the regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, man, while we got you here, man, Brett, you have. I mean, we cover a little Social Circle as well, but you have the inside scoop with it, man. What did you see out of that team and out of that program this year that really helped them kind of turn that corner this year, man? Man, I tell you, um, Coach Brian Anderson down there has done a great job of trying to build a family atmosphere with these guys. Right. Um, And so I think that played into a lot. But then he's got a lot of young guys in that program, and they're only losing, I think, two seniors off that team. Wow. Um, so they're they're going to be a force in the in the future. It's just it's a shame with the type of year that they had this year, right, right, um, for them not to be able to make state playoffs because that would have ended a I think it was an eight or nine year drought. Wow, wow. Yeah. Sports and social circle, man. It's starting to it's starting to pick up. up some things, hey, man. man. Social is uh, they're on the come up, man. You got got softball winning the state championship, wrestling doing what they do, baseballs you know competing for region titles and, and state championships. So 
it's uh, basketball's catching up to it, and mm-hmm. football's gonna catch up here soon. Hopefully, football gonna catch up. They got a, they sure got a pretty stadium down there, man. They they, they hopefully the, the, the play will start to match a little bit uh, the digs. But uh, man, great stuff. We're gonna talk about social circle wrestling a little bit later on. Fifth straight state championship uh, and some cool moments down there in Macon for them. But like I said, we want to jump first into some state basketball. Uh, we got one team standing. That is the Newton. Rams boys squad, the ninth ranked Newton Rams boys squad. They uh, beat soundly a uh, pretty talented Lambert squad for the second time this season. Uh, didn't think it was going to be as easy as it was, uh, but uh, but they, they beat them pretty good, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Matthew was out there, and he caught the action and heard some pretty high praise from one of the Rams from the opposing coach, actually. Uh, so we'll, we'll chat about that. But first, I want to kind of pay homage to uh, and that's it's kind of funny saying pay homage like like somebody deceased or something. But it's like nobody's dead. I promise nobody's dead. Mike Michael's looking at me like, hey man, don't don't say that. Don't talk about don't talk about them like that. We're talking about the Newton Lady Rams. Uh, their season ended this past Friday against North Forsyth. I think they lost sixty to thirty two. Um, you know, Coach Coach Tiffany Johnson uh, all year long, man. I, I've I've been impressed with just the way that she's kind of pushed through. Um, um, obviously, last year, we all remember this time last year, we were all, you know, me and Tyler were planning, what do we do if they actually go all the way and win a state championship? Because they were on that trajectory last year. And, of course, yep. they came up short uh, against Westlake, against a solid Westlake team in the state championship game at McCamish Pavilion, Georgia Tech. Um, you knew they were going to lose some some talent. They had six seniors that were really the core of that team last year. They were going to lose some talent. Um, you just, you know, but when, you know, you got Coach Johnson's been there 12 years. Coach Rasmus has been there 13, 14 years. You, you always just kind of expect that they're going to figure out a way, you know. And even with Newton going, what, 10 and 19, I think, was their final record, they still make the state playoffs, man. Michael, you you – yeah, he, he's he's been a per, he's become a personal fan of the Newton Lady Rams, and uh, uh, you <laughs> covered quite a bit of them, man. You know what has been your your because I, I kind of get the feeling, man, that they're always like they've been close, they've been close, and if you you just think like if they get the right break or the right play at the right time or get a key missed call or get a key loose ball, man, it could turn their fortunes. When you watch them play, man, did you see a ten and nineteen squad out there? No, when I when I was looking at that record, I was actually surprised to see ten and nineteen. This is a very good squad. They just they don't finish out the games, and it's not even how they finish usually. It's usually how they start. They kind of start slow, and you can see that kind of always kind of frustrated Coach Johnson after games. But because I think she knew the talent was there for them to be as a playoff team, and I mean, right. you see they made it there. Yeah. But I think she knew they could have went farther if they would just play a full. She always said, "I don't want 16 minutes. I want a full 32." Right. And they just never really got it going. I think it's a still a very talented team. It's just it's sad to see that they couldn't go a little further. Yeah. They lost. Uh, um, I think Diamond Swift, who was there. Um, and then she, she actually came to Newton last year from Rockdale, was with Newton even through, a little bit through the offseason after last year, and then she ended up going back to Rockdale. So she was a scorer. I know that kind of hurt. Uh, yeah. but it hurt Newton's helping Rockdale as they're still in the state tournament. But, uh, but you know, I talked with Coach Johnson once about it. I said, is it because of, you know, some youth? And she's like, well, no, they're not young. They're juniors and seniors. Uh, but I think the difference is, even though they're juniors and seniors, man, 
they're juniors and seniors who have not been used to being in that kind of limelight, being that go-to kind of scorer. You know? Yeah, I definitely think that's it. I mean, you talked about all the talent they had last year, and now they have some of these juniors and seniors who were sophomores last year having to step up, have to take up that role. And some of them, I'd say like Jada Franklin and Rachel Hilliard, I think they had an outstanding year. They, were they did. The go-to players on that team. But they're going to have to have some other people, you know, Micaiah Cushion, Ashante, right? They're going to have to step up next year. And I think they will as well, most of them will be back except for, you know, Hilliard and Franklin. Hilliard and Franklin will be gone. I think maybe one or two other seniors. But like you said, Shante Wright, she's had some double-digit performances. Micaiah Cushion, she's quick, man. I mean, she's she's like Allen Iverson quick coming down <laughs> the nine, you know, going down 94 feet, man. She gets to one end or the other, you know, just as fast as any point guard I've seen in the girls' game this year. One player that really, really impressed me uh, was a junior. Her name is Tiana Freeman. Uh, you know, you, Matt, Matt, you've seen some of her. She's got a real sweet stroke on the outside, man. She's just a she's a she's a scorer. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what she can bring to the table. What Makaya Cushion, another year of uh, of maturity of maturation, will bring. And we can't forget. Uh, Janiah Smith, who was injured, and she was as a sophomore, I think, one of her, one of Coach uh, Johnson's top players. Where even when she was, she got hurt in the playoffs last year, and Coach Johnson, I remember her saying, if. Janiah Smith is in the game even against Westlake she was enough of an X factor that she feels like they could have gotten over the hump against Westlake so I think Newton could very well be back maybe not state championship good but they can be back making a deep playoff run next year man yeah I was looking at I was looking at what's this team going to look like next year after right. they, they fell out of the playoffs and I was going to miss some size of Rachel uh, Rachel Hillier yeah she was just a force in the paint yeah. I mean I just loved how she always boxed out she was grabbing rebounds yeah. crazy but like you said Janiah Smith Makai Cushion I think she'll be the star next year I yeah. love Makai Cushion yeah. she's a great, great distributor she's really active on defense Shantae Wright uh, we've, we've got Tiana Freeman, and I also think maybe Elise Ackridge cracks that top five. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's got a nice little mid-range stroke. I mean, yeah. I like I like this Newton team a lot. I told you, man, Mike did his homework, <laughs> man. He, he, he's, he's an aficionado on Newton girls basketball. <laughs> so, you know, Coach Johnson, again, great season for them, even though it did not end the way they wanted. I remember that story, man, against uh, at North Forsyth. She was like, we didn't do anything we prepared. Like, you know, we, 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 we should have been better than what we played even that night with the blowout loss on the scoreboard. A lot of their games may have looked lopsided on the scoreboard. If you actually watched them, they, they were, you know, they weren't that bad. The Grayson games, all three of them, they had opportunities late in the fourth quarter to win those games. And it was just always slow starts. I went back and I looked at the, uh, Rock, the Rockdale County game. Yeah. You know, Rockdale County fell by one point to Grayson in the region championship in double overtime. I mean, that shows how close those teams were. Absolutely. And I looked at the Newton game. Newton had nine points in the first half against Rockdale the first time they played, and they only lost by three. That's I mean, crazy. Nine they, points in the whole first half. The whole first half, they had nine points. They came back, they lost by three. And then the next time they play Rockdale, they're down by five at the end. So they were just so close in so many games. Anywhere from 10 and 18, they could have been at least 500, I think, and maybe even better. Yeah. It's one of those, that, man, you, you hate that, you know, players like uh, Rachel Hilliard and, and, uh, and, uh, um, I just had a blank. Jada Franklin, yeah, man, it's a brain fart, man. I'm getting old. Uh, you know, yeah, you hate you hate to see those girls have to move on because it's one of those things like, dang, if they could just get one more year with, with that returning, with the rest of that returning backcourt and everything, you just it could have been a could be special. But 
cool thing about high school athletics, man, you never know who's going to be walking through that door. You never know what transfers will bring. You never know as they coach them up in the summer and, and, and all that kind of thing offseason. You never know who's going to emerge. So uh, as long as Coach Johnson is there, you know, I think she'll be going into her 13th season uh, there. And, uh, you know, as long as she's there and, and, and providing that coaching stability, man, I think Newton Newton will be back, you know, down, down, down the year a little bit. But I think next year uh, you'll see uh, you'll see them make another push, man. Uh, Especially when you look at their track record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when you look at you know Coach Johnson, you look at Coach Rasmussen. I remember, man, Coach Rasmussen. You know, he's in his 13th year. Wins his 300th game this year. You know, uh, I remember at the beginning of the season though. Nobody ranked Newton. Yeah. Nobody was nope. talking about Newton boys basketball. Why? Because Ashton Hagens left. Exactly. Now yeah. let's let's be honest. If Ashton Hagens was on this team this year, we're probably talking about an undefeated state yeah, they champion. Right through everybody. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you you look at what he's doing on the college level right now, and think, dude, like there was really no reason for him to stay. He had nothing left on this level to prove. But if he would have, yeah, yeah. But if he would have been here, man, that'd have been a crazy squad. But even without him. Listen, Newton shot, and, and that's what I keep trying to tell everybody, man. You cannot be a basketball, high school basketball guru in the state of Georgia and count out a Coach Rick Rasmussen coach team. I don't care who he's got on his roster. Like, so if you ever go on Max Preps and look back at some of the rosters that he had that went to the Elite Eight, went to the Final Four, went to, you know, won a region championship or even just played in that game, like, the, the Ashton Hagen's type players are not a that's a that's an exception rather than the rule for him. Like he he doesn't get those kinds of players every single year, but yeah. every single year, year in and year out, man, the dudes are competing, man. And so it's ironic, Matt, that you know, like I said, they came into the season kind of lowly regarded. The first game they had that people started raising eyebrows and say, you know what, let's scramble and get them back in the rankings where we should have probably had them anyway, was when they beat Lambert in that North Georgia Showcase. Yeah. I think they beat him by like 35 points. Armani Harris goes for 39. And then, lo and behold, and that was a ranked Lambert team at the time, and then Newton jumps into the rankings. Lambert falls out of the rankings, but they're still a solid team. And then guess who they show up and, and, and play on Saturday, first round of the state tournament, that Lambert squad. Now, we come into this thinking, man, they're going to be looking for revenge, and they're going to be, you know, Matt. They were looking. They didn't find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt with the zinger tonight, yeah. man. Matt, Matt with the zinger. Yeah. Um, like, the thing that impressed me most about that game, obviously, um, we heard the sound bite of um, – Coach for Lambert, talking about Armani Harris. No, they haven't heard this. They haven't heard the soundbite yet. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, they, that's, they, that's a tease. That, that, yeah, that's, 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 they read it if they read the story, but yeah, that's a tease. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, like the coach saw Armani Harris taking that game, but he wasn't leading score. Sean Smith, Ashton Hagen's replacement. That was the key guy. He scored 25. And that was the whole year kind of the theme for me was, and this is what the coach talked, or Sean actually talked about this after the game, was that everybody's going to focus on Newton's big three. You got Trey Clark, Tyrese Brown, and Armani. And so that's going to open up for Sean Smith, who's, I mean, he's a junior, not really highly regarded, and trying to fill those footsteps of Ashton Hagens. I mean, that 
In that first quarter, I believe he dropped 12 with three three-pointers. And I was like, okay, Sean came to play. But that, that was an impressive show by new. All without Coach Rass, too. Yeah, man. Coach Rass was missing in action, getting him a little rest, man, which is well-deserved because he's a grinder. Yeah. You, you never – I mean, you, you rarely see a, a coach missing any any time. But if, if Newton basketball's in the building, Rick Rasmussen's in the building. And it was kind of weird to not see him there. Really but, but how much does it speak to the program that he could be exactly. gone yeah. and they – go out there and don't miss a beat and end up turning a close first half game into a route at the end, man. And that's exactly what um, the guy standing there, Coach Terrence Banks, or not Terrence Banks, Terrence Demps was talking about. Wow, I was going to say, man, Terrence Banks <laughs> matriculated from football to basketball. My goodness, i got to watch that sideline closer. <laughs> go ahead. He was talking about just how that spoke to the program because you're talking about Coach Rass, one of the top coaches in the state, not being there and still winning by like 20 plus. I mean, that says so much about that program. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys? I think every last one of us in here, except, maybe with the exception of uh, of our Walton Walton County friend Brett, uh, I think every last one of us. I like your beard, by the way, man. This, <laughs> man, this is, is yeah, he's already stroking the beard, and I'm jealous. I got these little patches on my face. I can't. I can't hey, hey, man, look, shameless plug. I gotta go see uh, Jens grooming here soon. I gotta yes, get trimmed up. So shameless be- plug there. The best. Haircut place. How do you even have place. any hair? What are you talking about? <laughs> that is my place, dude. That is my place. They are they are awesome. Jets was it Jets Grooming Lounge in Porterdale. In Porterdale, yeah. So shameless plug for those guys. Only cut guys' hair. They specialize in guys' hair, and it's like it's not like a cut your hair and leave. This is like a it's a lounge, it's, man. No, it's like it's, cut your hair, nice. put a hot towel on your face, straight razor, neck shave. Dude, dude gives you a massage. I mean, it's. Look, we're, we're talking about this so much. You're going to need to get gents to start sponsoring. I was just getting ready to say, man, somebody <laughs> needs to get gents. I'll to, be there Saturday. Yeah, go talk oh, to gents and show yeah. them this and let them hear it, man. And then tell them uh, one of my ad folks will be coming to see him on the uh, next week, man. Pay the it, visit. Yeah, man, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, you guys, all of us, I think, have had the opportunity to see this Newton basketball team. And and obviously, we knew Ashton Hagens was not going to be there. We knew what kind of player he is and what kind of player he could have been if he stayed. But but what have your impressions? been about this team and what makes you believe that this Newton team can actually possibly be the best shot in a while for a state championship, man? I would say all year long, we talked about the big three, you know, Tyrese Brown, Trey Clark, Armani Harris. Those guys, they're usually going to get theirs. Later in the season, we started, people started to face guard Tyrese Brown a little bit, kind of put him in an uncomfortable position, but Trey Clark usually gets his, so does Armani Harris. So all season long, I was like, who's going to come and show up and be that fourth guy? And Sean Smith, Mm -hmm. 25 points leading the team. If he can do that, if Mike Matheson can get in there, Doug Moore, remember Coach Rasmussen calls him to Draymond Green. I love Doug Moore. Awesome player. Um, If they can get that fourth guy into there that's getting double digits, I think – Hey, sky's the limit for this team. Yeah, they they are they are definite definitely much deeper now yeah. than they were at the beginning of the season, which I think is pretty cool to watch. Because usually when you have a team, you know their starters are who they are. Your your big two, your big three are what they are. Your bench is what it is, and it just kind of is what it is. But as the season has progressed, like you said, guys like Doug Moore, guys like uh, 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 um, uh, I almost called him Draymond Green, but but guys like Mike Matheson playing defense on uh, a guy like point guard Mitch Gnote for um, uh, Lambert, who is a all region player, twenty points per game guy. He's got some offers, some D one offers. 
Mike Matheson coming off the bench. Well, I think he actually started, uh, yeah, well, he started Saturday. Yeah. But but typically coming off the bench and guarding the opposition's best guard, yeah. man. Like those are those are things that don't show up in the stat box, yeah. but they are major components of what makes a, a, a team a championship contender. That's exactly right. Because I believe he scored like. Four points in that game, but he was like one of the main guys on defense, locking, locking him. Right and down. every now and then, he'll he'll oh, spot yeah. up and uh-huh. knock a three yeah. down too, man. And and it, one thing that we saw Rasmussen do as the year progressed, I think, is he started putting guys, younger guys, in those situations. And I think it was a great job by him preparing for the tournament. Let's say Trey Clark goes down, who's going to stand in his position? Mm-hmm. And I mean, a guy like we didn't mention him, Max Callaway. Yeah, I yeah. love Max Callaway on defense. That guy is locked down, but then he'll score points too sometimes. Give you six to eight points every game which is just huge for this team. So really deep team. Love this new Rams basketball team, too. Sky's the limit, I think. Listen, yeah, go ahead, Tyler. We, we, we talked about this in our last podcast about how 7A, would, probably with the exception of McEachern, is pretty much wide open. And you and me both made the same comparison about Newton being this, like, Tiff County team yes, from two years ago, yes, almost sir. like a Cinderella team. All they need are just a couple of good games back-to-back. To yes, back sir. To make it. Yes, sir. That Tiff County team was – Wholly not as talented as that Newton squad with Isaiah Miller and Duncan all over the place and JD Note and those guys. Dawn I mean, Jones. yeah, you're, you're talking about that at that time. Newton was a, a top fifteen team in the nation, not mm-hmm. Georgia in the nation. And Tiff County, all they had was PJ Horn and 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 a bunch of guys scoring in single digits. And they <laughs> PJ Horn and friends, yeah, PJ Horn and friends, man. You know, and they and they went to work. Um, and and not only against them, but man, they they beat. I think they beat Norcross the next, or either Norcross or Metal Creek in the next round. And they just went on and 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 took that title that year. And I see this Newton team is more talented than that team. And the I mean, even though McEachin is undefeated, you know. Are they unbeatable? I mean, <laughs> you know. Nobody's unbeatable. At, at, at this point, everybody's good. You got Grayson on the other side. They're going to play. Who is it? What did I think? I saw them playing Norcross, I think, in this next round. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, you know, it's a possibility they can meet them again. But here's the thing with Newton. All they need, man, is to catch fire at the right spots to get those favorable matchups and we could be sitting here talking about state champions with them not not even not even making a homer stretch. I think that's that's plausible. And you said it a minute ago, never count on a Coach Rask team. Absolutely. Coach, Coach Rask could probably take us five right now <laughs> and make – could at least oh. be a 500 basketball team. I, I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I, I suck at basketball. I, I, I suck at basketball, I wrestled too. instead of doing basketball. Listen, I suck at sports right now because my stomach is, like, over my waistline. Okay, so I'd say at least we would, we would, 500. Hey, that's our guy right there. These, are, these are our four and fives. Right this here. is our Ashton Higgins. This, yeah. this, this is, is this Ashton Higgins. Matthew Grimes is – Ashton Higgins, man, we gonna get into Ferb. Oh, oh man, oh man, he called the Ferb. Do we want to tell him the Ferb story? Do we want to talk? Do we want to talk about why we're calling him Ferb at this point? Uh, most people in our audience probably have seen Phineas and Ferb. All that's all they got to know. <laughs> <laughs> the characters. Well, he was the one that put it out there on Twitter. I mean, he's the one that made fun of himself. Any publicity, so. good publicity. I guess that's. Hey, I guess that's right. But but no, you you make a great point, Tyler. Coach uh, Rasmussen is. Uh, a proven guy in terms of his ability to take, you know, extraordinary talent and make it what it is or to take marginal talent or whatever it is he's got on his roster. He knows how to make it. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, 
we had a situation where uh, Matt Grimes was talking with uh, the uh, coach, I think his name is Steve Bracco from, uh, or is it Scott Bracco? Something Scott, like that. Scott, Scott Bracco yeah. from Langston, I mean Langston, Lambert. And uh, he, after the game, talked about, uh, talked about uh, Armani Harris. And I want to see if we can pull this up here so that um, y'all can hear it for yourself. You went tonight, didn't go how you wanted, but how do you feel about the way your team played? I think we came out in the first half and, and did a great job with our game plan. Uh, we had them confused. Yeah. Um, and the difference maker in the game was Armani Harris. Yeah. He just dominated us on both ends of the floor in the second half. Yeah, so now what do you think happened in that third quarter? Because it was pretty tight there for a little bit in the third quarter. Armani Harris was the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And so um now- He said Armani Harris is third quarter. Now listen to what he says here. He's the most underrated player in the state. I, I agree. Yeah. So that's a huge compliment a lot. from an opposing coach. Most underrated player in the state. You guys have seen enough of him. How do you think he compares to some of the other guys that maybe are getting a lot of that shine and a lot of that a lot, a lot of that attention? I guess he's, so to speak. He's just so consistent. Yeah, that's the thing. That stands out. I mean, he's always going to have twenty points every night, no matter what. Who they're playing, who the main guy guarding him, who he's guarding, he's going to get his numbers up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's what it comes back to. I, I think every game, Rasmussen, I'll ask him like, what What did you think of the guys in the first quarter? Kind of slow. And I remember one game he goes, Armani Harris is the only guy who I was happy with how he played. And Armani Harris is just a dominant force. And then now he's starting to starting to go back there and shoot the three every yes, now so, and then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He can get it done all over the court. And then he's he's good with the block too. He'll play some D out there. I mean, he's outstanding player. There's some times, man, where he's actually turned on a killer instinct. You know, where you look at him like. Dude, I didn't know that was in you, man. You know, like I think that Rockdale oh, game yeah. that you you covered, Michael. Yeah, five dunks. Yeah, yeah. five dunks. Yeah, I see the store online, seeing just pictures of Armani Duncan. Right. And I was like, how many photographers have we had? But it was different dunks every time. And, and he said after the game that last time they let Rockdale hang around, and he was like. We wanted them to know that they weren't going to hang around with us this time. And I was just like, all right, Armani, like, I see that right there. Yeah, I, lo- I love what okay. you said. He said, like, he's walking back at the half, and he's like, man, it's time to stop playing with these dudes, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. you know. So, so I mean, I, you, you want to hope and you want to see that he'll be able to turn that kind of a, of a, of a mentality on. Man, they've got a big matchup, though, uh, on Thursday night at 6.30 up in Norcross. They are playing the defending state champion Meadow Creek Mustangs. Uh, Coach Curtis Gillian is another one of those guys who always has a team that's ready to play. Of course, now, this is a, a, a Meadow Creek team that maybe is not uh, the same Meadow Creek team as what we saw last year, the one that uh, defeated Norcross for the state championship. And the reason why I say that is because last year's Meadow Creek team, they were 26 and 6. I think this one's like 21 and 5 or whatever. They had Amari Kelly, 6'9 player, Corey Hightower, 6'7. You know, they had the height. You had, of course, Jameer Chaplin, who's still a senior now, six foot highlight. four. Yeah, he's a highlight man. He he did it. Remember, guys, were you at the uh, at the uh, uh, showcase yeah. last year? You already know what I'm yeah. going to say. The sh- when my time expired, yeah, they had already got the game, and he's just. Why not? Yeah, windmill. the That's Dominique like, Wilkins okay. style windmill at the at you know with the time expired. I mean, dude's an athlete, and this year you know he's had to play a little bit more of a highlight role, a little bit more of a scoring role uh, this year. But but they've also and they don't have the height. I mean, but they do have a bunch of six foot four guys 
who are really rangy, who are really athletic. And while it may not pose a problem to like an Armani Harris who's six seven down low, um, Newton's guards aren't particularly tall, you know. And so you've got a couple of six foot four guys who can get out and who can make some things happen. They got a five foot ten uh, combo guard in uh, Jalen Benjamin who's averaging eighteen points, four assists a game, uh, and it'll be on the road, but. You know, Coach Rasmussen, he, he, it was kind of interesting. Earlier when we were talking uh, about a particular game that Newton played, uh, a couple actually it was a series of games Newton played, one at home, one on the road. Uh, and uh, he said, hey, sometimes I'd rather we be on the road because it seems like there's less, there's less pressure. You know, Newton only had eight home games this season. And so, you know, they're used to being on the road. They're used to playing in big-time environments. And, uh, guys, I don't know, what, what kind of chance do you give them to, to pull, this, uh, pull that game off and, and move to the next round uh, after, tomorrow you know, at Meadow Creek? It really can go either way. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I give him, I'm going to give him a great chance. I mean, Tyler's, Tyler's trying to <laughs> – hold on, man. See, Tyler, that's not how we do things here at the Cove News Sports. That's the, that's that's the, the Cove yeah. News Sports layer, man. You're supposed to come and break out the in-depth analysis. Tyler said, I'm going to make the safe pick well, and you know, say I'm, it can go either way. Of course it can go either way. <laughs> There's only two ways a game can go. You either win or you lose. I'll tell you what. Newton's going to either score the most points or they will score the fewest <laughs> points. Hot take. Tyler. Tyler's well, fired. T- He's fired. No. Tyler, I'm supposed to be the one saying that because I'm the one that doesn't know anything about Newton. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. If I wanted a milk toast comparison, <laughs> I would have given it and said, Brett, what do you think? But I pay you, Tyler, to watch Newton basketball. And the best thing you can come up with is one team is going to score more points than the other. Hey, you, you know what, though? That's how you win a ball game. You score more points than the other team. <laughs> That's true. And if they allow them to score less points. You guys, you gotta, you know, stop, stop trying to help them out. Stop trying to help that's, them that's out. That's a big nugget of wisdom right there. Uh, listen. You know, on top of the players that you mentioned, though, I'm a really big fan of Kedrick Green, the sophomore. Who? from. Oh, uh, Kedrick Green. Yeah, yeah okay. I, mean, okay. I thought you were making up somebody <laughs> trying to save face. No, I remember Kedrick Green, yes. The yes. dude, and I don't, I don't know if he starts or he's coming off the bench. I haven't really been paying attention to Meadow Creek this year. But, I mean, he played in the state championship last game last year, and he was in our showcase last yes, year. Yes, he was. The dude's a fearless kid. Scrappy yeah. dude, Yeah, he, he really yeah, is. Yeah, I think he was like five, listed he's, generously at 5'10". You know, on the, so on the Meadow Creek side, that's somebody I'm just interested in seeing how he's going to mm-hmm. react. Because, I mean, he had, a, he had a solid showing against Norcross in that state title game. Absolutely. The winner of that game goes on to play Etowah. And Pebblebrook, we're looking. I'm looking at the bracket right here. Mm-hmm. Edward and Pebblebrook, whoever wins that game, they'll play the winner of the Newton Meadow Creek game. I was making sure I was right in my earlier assessment that Newton could face Grayson uh, if Grayson makes it on their side of the bracket. Yep. Uh, and uh, how crazy would that be if uh, for a Newton Grayson semifinal or Newton Grayson, you know, state point. championship final? Uh, you know, Coach Raz dropped the money quote, man, on uh, on us. Uh, uh, that night when uh, uh, they lost to Grayson, no, they beat Shiloh, and they were getting ready to play Grayson the next day for the state uh, for the region championship. He's like, "Look, man, you know we don't have to beat them three times; we only got to beat them once." You know, now they came up short, you know, against Grayson that night. But how crazy would it be if you're playing Grayson for a state championship game or for a birth of the state championship game? You lose to them three times, and you smack them that one time, and, and that's all that counts. matters. And that's all that matters, yep. you know. 
crazy things happen when we start talking about state basketball championships and tournaments. So be interesting to see. We will be there covering the action Thursday night, and uh, we'll have it all for you at our website, covenewsports.com. So you want to make sure that you're taking um, you're, you're paying attention to what we got going on. Of course, follow us at, on Twitter, covenewsports. We are always there. Uh, I love a compliment we got one time during football season. I think somebody said, uh, if you if you can't watch the game, follow Cub News Sports on Twitter because they take so many video highlights. It's like you're actually watching it on TV, man. So that's a kudos to my guys sitting here in the room, Matt and uh, and Michael and Tyler, I guess. <laughs> you know, Tyler's in my doghouse right now. Tyler, Tyler is Tyler, no longer with Tyler's us. Tyler's in my the only the only saving grace he's got is we all sitting here with these chicks. Wake ups because he brought us a whole gaggle of food. I'm a Brett rated me a five star Uber Eats delivery driver. That's so four stars. I did. Forgot yeah. Straws. Yeah. Four well, you should, no, well, I, I, I gave him five because he brought fries and I wasn't expecting fries. Yeah, but I he only asked for the strips. He only had two Chick Fil A sauce packets, man. Yeah, I mean, but he brought honey roasted barbecue. Just, that's more important. I was, I was just trying to get over here so we could lay down this podcast. Five out of ten. That's, that's why I had the five. There you go. Five. Yeah, the emergency slippers. Okay, now we start to understand why you have the emergency slippers. I still, I still believe in you, bro. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, listen, man. Let's 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 transition. Obviously, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna have more to talk about uh, when uh, when after that Newton game happens and and to see if they move on or if their season ends. Uh, but one season that is beginning, or should I say, seasons, uh, start of spring sports. We kind of alluded to it the last time we had our podcast a couple weeks ago when we were doing the big signing day deal. Uh, but now it's kicked off. It's in full swing. Uh, we've got baseball happening, uh, maybe not this week because it's so rainy, um, but we did have a good opening weekend. Eastside beating Rockdale like fourteen to twelve, and a and a just ridiculous offensive uh, game. Yeah, man, it was that was a major uh, offensive explosion game. Which, uh, hey, let me interrupt there. Yeah, Have y'all seen New Mexico State? I think it was. They won a ball, a baseball game. Sixty some, right? Was it? Whoa, wait, hold. Oh, what? Like 30, 35 oh. to eight or something oh, like that. Thirty five. I heard somebody say something about sixty. Yeah, hold on. Let me look that up. How do you even get the thirty five points in a baseball game without a run rule? They, they, they only get eight because there's no <laughs> run rule. But they, oh, that's right. You're, yeah, you're right. There's but no run yeah, it was like they scored sixty two points in two games. Sixty two runs in two games. That's what it was. That's what I heard. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Mexico State football, right? Listen, let's look at New Mexico State football. They might not have scored 62 games in the football season. The baseball team might have outscored the football team. That is crazy. You know what? All right, where are my ESPN style? You're checking it now? I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see who gets to it first. Brett's checking it. Michael said everybody's except Tyler. Tyler's sitting here playing with a blue football. Everybody else here is working. I got you. What do we got? The big blowout game was game two. They had a doubleheader. Against uh, uh, Texas Southern, game one, New Mexico State beat them twenty-four to eight. New Mexico State had twenty-three hits in one error, but then the blowout, the bigger blowout, that wasn't the blowout. bigger blowout, the bigger blowout <laughs> was in game Lord. two when New Mexico State won thirty-eight to six. The Aggies had twenty-five hits to Texas Southern's twelve. 
Unfortunately, Texas Southern had 11 errors. Good God. I'm a, 11? <laughs> oh, man. They what? probably just pulled some kids onto a bus and said, hey, you're going to go play a baseball game. What level of baseball <laughs> was that, this? That's like us trying to play against Alcovey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You 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 caught that thread when we were trying to – we tried to help him out. Uh, I'm here for it. Interestingly hey, enough – Oh, I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's go. Inter- <laughs> interestingly enough, Coach never responded to any of our uh, uh, pleas for – is that what it is? Where you at, Coach? Yeah, Two years Recall. of T-ball experience in the belt. So. Yeah, I have, I have two years of watching my son play T-ball. That's, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> Look, for man, I, I got us covered. I I'm a lefty. Back in the day. Oh, You're a lefty. There you, that's go. All, man, you know, that's all it takes, really. It's just, I, I'm a soft lefty, but <laughs> <laughs> you got Ryan Spikes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> oh, to throw it in there about 75. Maybe I might get you know a little higher than that. But you yeah. talking about 75 feet, or you're not talking about miles an hour? Yeah, no, no 75 miles an hour. It's soft. Are you saying? Yeah, that's that's, soft. Hey, that's actually to me, that's soft. that's pretty good. I might get you 50. I know. Yeah, look, I got the new Just because I said 75 doesn't mean I know where it's going. Well, that's true. That's it may true. be going at your head. It might hit you in the face like it has for some of these other kids. It might hit you in the knee. I don't know where it's going. And that actually is the element of surprise that could probably put us over the top. I mean, you know, nobody will want to hit us because they're scared of getting hit. You know? Okay, let me tell you. I don't know if y'all have heard of this, but it's it's a Twitter account called Tweetball. Okay, what you do is you follow it, and it's a bot that puts you in these like Twitter baseball games, like every like three what? weeks or something. Like that. It's crazy, and then it keeps really? up your stats and stuff. I'm so ready. on, I, I'm, I recorded my stats. So on, how tweet do you guys ball, find this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that much time. Like, I've got. You notice the really? difference between the editors? And right, 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 right. The, the editors are like, oh, what is this? And you guys... <laughs> Real quick, back to the whole New Mexico State thing. They scored 38 runs. New Mexico State scored 38 touchdowns this year. They scored 300 over 300 plus points, but only 38 touchdowns. So. How, many, how many times did they score 30-plus points in a game? That's oh, what that's I want to see. Know. I want to see how many times New Mexico State football tell scored 30-plus. Tell us about Tweetball. Yeah, so, you guys got to look it up. It's called... It's literally just at Tweetball and literally once you follow it they'll give you like stats and attributes to yourself and then like within a couple days they'll actually put you in a Tweetball game and about every three weeks they'll put you in a Tweetball game and then at the end you can See like how many hits you had, how Bro. many hits like the stupidest thing ever. I did not understand. Bro. So 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 Michael's holding up four fingers. New Mexico State, four games with thirty plus points, the football team. And the New Mexico the State team. baseball two games. two games. We got a long season. And we got a long season to go, bro. Like that's crazy. We're gonna I'm gonna be watching New Mexico State baseball now just to see if we can at the end of the season say, you know what, or even at the middle of the season, say they score more thirty point plus point games than the football team. That's crazy. <laughs> Some Vandy game in the College World Series last year. Really. That was a high score. That was a very high score. It wasn't game. that high score, but in both teams were scoring. I mean, like I think Clemson ended up with like twenty two. Vandy had like twelve or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy stuff, man. For baseball, and here we are in baseball. Listen, Alcovey didn't score thirty, but against Baldwin Monday, seventeen to seven. That's the most points an Alcovey baseball team has scored since what 2015, 2016, 2016, I said something like that. It's the first two and zero start for Alcovey baseball since two thousand eleven. Guys, Coach Jimmy Hughes is here. He's got the talented squad. He's got Ryan Spikes, who may be one of the best prep baseball players in the country right now. That's all he did the other day. Huh? That's all he did the other day. Two home runs, six RBIs. And they got those bad boys on Twitter, man. Like, those were not – 
little pop shots. He knocked the you know what out of those, those balls, man. Oh, they're in the tree somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and so it, it's yeah. it's interesting. I mean, guys, when we look at what Coach Hughes has done. Brett, I know you you known Coach Hughes, even though you don't cover this area per se. You've known Coach Hughes before. Um, you know, when he came, when we know he knew he was becoming the new head coach. He came with a lot of energy, he came with a lot of enthusiasm, you know, a spiritual guy, he came, you know, with the FCA and all that kind of different thing like that. Um, and and it, it created a buzz for that program. You could tell those guys were excited about playing baseball. You could tell that they were excited about the prospect of playing for Coach Hughes. Uh, he was big on social media. But you know how it is, and, and we're journalists, so we're, we're kind of cynical by nature. So you look at all that stuff and you're like, that's great, but... How is it going to translate when it comes time? And granted, it's a young season, but two and zero and doing it in a, against some decent competition and doing something Al Kobe baseball has not done in years. Guys, what 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 are you liking or what are you seeing from the Tigers? so far in this young season, man. Well, I like them. My hot take's not really much of a hot take anymore of them making the state playoffs or potentially making the state playoffs. I mean, I know it's only two games to start in the season, but, I mean, they're, they look for real. They're they really exciting. do. They're, well, they are exciting to watch. To, to be devil's advocate against uh, your point, I mean, they do have a tough region. They, they, now that's, that, that, for yeah. baseball, that's a tough yeah, region to that, play in. You're talking about the Grove Towns and the – I mean, yeah. That's, area, and, and Heritage and, and Greenbrier. I mean, that's a, that's a tough region for baseball. Yeah. Um, but if they can do what they need to in non-region and, and kind of continue building that hype, I mean, that, that will help them. And if they can sneak up on some guys in, in that region, they, they definitely could make a run. I definitely think they have the kind of team, the kind of talent that's going to cause them. You're going to look up on a Max Preps or something one day, and you're like, "Oh, really?" You know, they they beat a team that maybe somebody thinks they should not beat just because they've got some of that that other that next level talent on that roster, man. Look, Jimmy Jimmy's a good enough coach, and he can put his players in positions to win ball games. It, when he was at Shiloh, I think it was two years ago. Um, they took Parkview into extra innings. Wow. Parkview is multiple times state champion. Yeah, that's like the Holy Grail. Of, yeah, yeah national, 7 national baseball. Chance. Yeah. Took them into extra innings and lost by one. And wow. I remember talking talking to Coach Hughes after the game, and he was just sick, like physically sick, because he, he wanted it so bad for his players to be able to, to have that signature win, you know, against a powerhouse team like that. Right. You know, so if, if they can pull that off against a, a Heritage, you know, because I know Heritage is supposed to be pretty good this year. Greenbrier's, like, you know, always right. pretty good. If they can get a get a win like that, that's going to help him more in the future than, than just about anything else. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Michael, you were there at the Baldwin game. Yeah, and, and that was one thing you talked about is with this Alcovi team, five wins last year, four wins the year before that, and the whole season they already got two technically, but three if you include that scrimmage. He's against saying, his old team, Shiloh. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm, he said, I'm trying to teach these guys how to win, and I think if he can start doing that, one thing you asked what I like about this team, I like that two through five they got right there with uh, Caleb Griffith, Ryan Spikes, Chris Bernie, and then Andrew Mills. Yeah, those guys, they did a great job of waiting on the count, and you could just see that the experience they had through two through five, they could carry them. Talk about Chandler Hicks coming back. It's a talented lineup up at the top, especially I think. I, I like Tyler's prediction. This is a good team, I think. Yeah, and, and the thing is, if you can, if you can manufacture, you just gotta have one run to win a ball game. Exactly. That's, this is if true. You, if you can manufacture two or three runs, 
and you play solid defense, don't make errors, which is something Jimmy is or Coach Hughes is going to preach to him is, hey, we got to play fundamental defense. Well, I've seen it. I mean, just mm-hmm. just perusing his activity on social media, yeah. you see that he's a stickler on the fundamentals. He's a stickler on playing the game the right way. Yeah. And, and if you can do that, that's where it benefits a team like Alcovy to where you don't have to have just a stud pitcher. It helps having a guy like Spikes. But you don't have to have a stud pitcher every single time. If you can get a guy on there that can get ground balls and you know you've got the defense behind you that's not going to make errors, you get outs and you win a ball game as long as you can manufacture runs. Yeah. And, that, and that's exactly what Coach Hughes said. I was like, well, what's your biggest concern for the rest of the year? And he said, we got we to gotta fix the defense. And it's not even that they played poorly. They did have three errors, which you never like in a game. But it's not they played poorly, but he wants – the best fundamentals. I think he wants his team to be the best fundamentally sound team every time they step out on the field. And the way you talk about Coach Hughes, I think he'll be able to get them to their, to that spot this season. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Now, it was interesting. When we were watching, we were talking about Al Covey. I remember putting a tweet up yesterday or two days ago on our Twitter page, Covenant Sports, and um, it was interesting. Somebody had made a comment under there, and they were like, "Yeah, that's great, uh, but let's talk about the." You saw that, Matt. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about the uh, the, uh, the the competition, the level of competition. I don't know, man. I, I I look at that and I say, and this is just me. Y'all y'all push back if you think this is a, a guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. Opinion. When you're trying to build a program, I mean, granted. Baldwin and uh, who's the other team they played? Baldwin, Monroe area. Not they're not they're not you know they're not juggernauts. You know both of them are state tournament state playoff teams. But to me, if you're trying to build a, a program, dude, a win's a win. And and, and especially Regardless. when you're trying to to win and build a winning culture, if you don't know how to win. I don't care who you play. You you can put yourself in a position where you can throw games away. And to see, you know, even when I was watching this, the scores were going with that Baldwin game. You know, they started off like 8-2, 8-1. Baldwin started inching their way back in that ball game. I'm looking at it like, dude, this should be a run rule. Send my guy home early tonight, you know. And next thing you know, they're in the sixth inning. But they they found a way to close it out, you know. To me, I think wins a win, and learning how to win in those games is going to be priceless when they face bigger opponents down the road. Well, exactly what you're talking about, learning to close it out when you need to close it out. Right. If if you know that this is going to sound kind of odd, but obviously, you know, we, we say this in baseball and, and football circles all the time. If you get your foot on the throat, keep your foot on the throat. There you go. Yeah. I mean, if you know you can end it with a run rule, why are you going to let them creep back into the ballgame? And that's the type of mentality you've got to instill to on a team that's learning how to win is when to put a team away, you know. And go ahead. Well, well, that's, that's exactly what Coach Hughes said. Is yeah. like we didn't. He's like we don't know how to win. I don't think because there were moments where I remember there was um, they had a guy on first, and the pitcher was just so worried about that guy on first, and they were up like he keeps checking nine. him. Yeah, he kept checking him. And he like threw a wild pitch. The guy got to second, threw it away. Guy got to third, and he was so worried. And then that led to Baldwin just creeping back, creeping back. And he's like, we've got to learn those situations. I was like, just focus on the guy at the plate. And and I think they'll learn that throughout the year. It's just, it's something that will be taught pretty easily, but it'll take time. Well, and you're talking three games exactly. under a new head coach. Exactly. Right. I mean, right. Right. This, this is, is something on a team that is, is traditionally not been a good baseball team. Not at all. You know. You're talking about we're three games into the season. And, and They've already got half of their win total from two years ago. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's crazy. This is something, I mean, exactly what happened, what you're talking about happened against Baldwin is something that could be corrected this season before they even get to the region schedule. You know, Absolutely. and, and to, to go back to, to Tyler's not so hot take anymore. <laughs> 
if you if you correct it by the time you get to region play, you beat your Greenbriars. Yep. You beat Heritage. Yep. You beat Grove Town. And you you sneak up and you get a four, three, possibly a two seed. Yep. Yep. In, in the state playoffs. Yep. Crazier things have happened, <laughs> and uh, and like you said, I think Coach Hughes is a good fit for this Alcove team, for this program, for what Alcove is trying to become, just athletically overall, uh, as an athletic program overall. I think he's a great fit. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, w- I was looking forward to seeing, especially some of our other guys, our other teams this week. Um, I was looking forward to seeing what Eastside and Social Circle would look like. Uh, Brett, you you guys get you get to cover a Social Circle team down there with. Uh, a legend at head coach, man, uh, Danny Blue. What, what kind of what kind of things do you see, you know, in the early goings and maybe even off season that that can clue you into what kind of team Social Circle could be this year, man? So the biggest thing I see right now is that they need to kind of get the hitting squared away a little bit more. Yeah. Um, not to say that they're a bad offensive team. They're not a bad offensive team. Um, but there's there's just some things here and there, you know. Pitch selection, you know, which type of pictures you're taking swings at. Um, but fixing that, I mean, you got Chandler Ball as, as your number one pitcher. Yeah. And he's he's a hurler. I think um, he was our pitcher of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a stud. And then you got Davis Smith behind him, man, which I, I don't know why Davis didn't get used more last year. I mean, I know they had uh, – had, um, I can't remember his name that graduated, but they had another guy that was, that was their number two. But, I mean – Davis is a stud, man. He's so tall and lanky too. Yeah. It, it's hard to it's hard to see the ball come out of his hands, um, and he gets that leverage to come down on you. So it it seems like it's coming in a lot harder than it really is. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean that's really the thing I would say right now is that they need to fix the the offense, and it's not really that it needs fixing. It just needs a little bit of improvement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's probably some things on defense that they could do, but. I mean, overall, I've been impressed with them. But I knew going into the season they were going to be a good ball club. And right. I, I, I asked Coach Blue that going into it. I said, hey, you're coming into a good spot here. You're not coming into some barren cupboard. You know, you're like you've got some talent to be able to work with. Right, right. And uh, I, I know he had, he kind of mentioned that and alluded to it. But there, there's still things I know, you know, little meticulous things that he wants sure. to work on. He's been around the game a long Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. And um, it's one of those, I mean, I, I've been around baseball my whole life, and my dad and my brother both play college ball, and my brother played at Loganville. So I, I get to see all these little meticulous things. But, man, sitting there with Coach Blue and for the hour and a half I was with, I think I, I learned – I learned a couple things that I hadn't learned from yeah. watching Jeff Seegers and all them at Loganville. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's a – at this point, you know, you always want to learn, but man, learning stuff from guys like that is big. So absolutely, the opportunity these kids at social are getting now is huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 it could really be a very interesting uh, baseball season around here with what Al Kobe's trying to do, what Social Circle has and, and can do. East Side is East Side, you know. Noah Cook is carving out a reputation as one of the top prospects in the state as well. Um, a good you know, Q&A with him. Yeah, that yeah. Q&A, we, we did an athlete spotlight on him. If you haven't checked it out, go to covenews.com. It'll be in print this Sunday, this weekend as well. Um, you know, cool, cool Q&A because Noah Cook's talking about, hey, you know, I've been playing football and baseball since I was old enough to, to walk. So I, I hope I don't have to choose, but, but you know, he, he's, he's talking about how it's hard. He can't choose a first love because he loves them both equally. Well, he's starting to prove himself 
in both sports as an no, equally. He's, he's going to have to choose. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you, by senior year, he's going to have offers on the table for both. He's yeah, gonna he's going to have some offers on the table, and you know, I don't know that that football baseball combination. You know, uh, I, I guess it could could happen. You know, but um, it, it, it'll just be interesting to see the trajectory his career takes because the dude has the ability to to go, and like I think Tyler's always been saying, like he's going to be one of the top quarterback prospects in the state when we start talking football again in what like another six weeks or something yeah. you know what he, he's going to be that guy uh, but he's already that guy in baseball and uh, one cool thing I'm, I'm interested in seeing with him I didn't know this until I saw um, in the uh, Rockdale game he comes from shortstop he comes in out of shortstop and closes the game out on the hill you know and I'm like dude I didn't know you I didn't know you spent time on the bump and he was like yeah that's my thing I love the pitch and I'm excited about being able to pitch you know more this year so Noah Cook is really I mean the legend of Noah Cook is about to grow because we're going to start seeing some more aspects of him athletically that maybe we didn't even know he had man yeah, uh, definitely solid player solid guy I, I love seeing football guys like like that coming to pitch especially yeah. in a closer role yeah because the football guys have that that closer mentality yeah. you have they come in and they hurl yeah yeah you know yeah. and that that's fun to watch those guys come in there and pitch and i mean he's they, already got the rocket arm say, as a quarterback yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah i mean he he's he's a he's a beast he's a good kid too man i mean he like is. just on and off the field dudes dudes a solid Solid guy, you know. He threw the threw the nice shout out. Said we are we're, we should have our own TV uh, channel. So right I was like, yeah, studio, yeah, right, yeah, I right know. Here. We're, we're yeah, saying, don't, don't give Gabe any ideas. Listen, man. <laughs> hey, I'm all about trying to push the envelope, man. So we, you never know what we'll come up with next. But um, you know, one thing I did want to talk about, and and we kind of you know talked about it a little bit in in a more of a lighthearted manner, but but really. Uh, it's an unfortunate thing that we've seen with uh, a couple of injuries, a couple of baseball-related injuries. Uh, Makai Phelps at Alcovey and uh, Connor, uh, Connor May- 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 yeah, at, at Social Circle. And crazy, man, both of them getting hit with pitches. Within like two days. Within like yeah. two days. Both of them probably, I know about an hour or so ago, I saw where um, Coach Hughes put on uh, Twitter that um, Makai was getting ready to go into surgery like within 20, 30 minutes. And then I think I saw uh, Tate Peters, who plays also played quarterback for Social Circle, obviously he's well acquainted with Connor, said he's you know probably going to have to have multiple surgeries. You know, He's got a GoFundMe setting up too for yeah. donations. Absolutely. And, 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 it, and, it talk, and it speaks me, you, me and you talked about this a little bit off uh, line, Brett, uh, about, you know, a lot of times people think about contact sports. They think football. They think soccer even. You think, um, you know, uh, hockey, which you don't see in high school, but you think sports like hockey, even basketball, even though you don't put the pads on, there's still a lot of contact. You don't always think about contact in baseball, but here we see that there are some kind of some forgotten dangers with the game of baseball, man. Well, not just, you know, getting hit by a pitch. I right. Mean, obviously, what's happened here is kids getting hit by a pitch. You know, uh, the kid from Alcove getting hit with a foul ball. Yeah. Connors was crazy, man, because it was, it was just a high pitch, high and inside, and it clipped off his, his helmet and, and sped up and hit down and hit him wow. in the cheek. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's. That happens, but you know, you talk about collisions at home plate. Uh, That's the true. Unpadded collisions. Yeah. Well, the catcher's got. Oh yeah, yeah. The other but, guy. But I mean, they've done a good job of trying to eliminate that happening, yeah. but it still happens. 
guys running into each other in the outfield yep. or yep. you know at at, uh, at a base or something. You know, that's how Johnny Damon when he was playing. I, I don't remember. I think he was still with the Red Sox at the time. He got a bad concussion that kept him out for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, to make it a little bit more local in Walton County, Clint Frazier, that's uh, our big stud that came from Loganville. Right. He missed majority of the pro season last year with the Yankees because he was struggling with concussions. Yeah. Um. From running into a wall. I mean, it happens. It does. Um, and that's the thing is, I mean, pe- people think, oh, you know, I don't want to put my kid in football because concussions, you know, CTE or new slash. It happens just as bad in soccer when you're hitting a ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. any any time that your head hits an object and your brain can move around in your skull, it's gonna possibly cause a concussion. Absolutely. You know, and and. Here with with Connor and the kid from Alcove, you know, it's just getting hit by a pitch. It's just an unfortunate thing, but it is. It's a it's a danger of the game, and you you got to know that going into it. Man, I've seen I've seen people slide and twist their like yeah. fa- their feet. Their foot is broken. My wife now this is softball, kind you know, companion sport. But my wife coaches softball. Just last year, I think it was they were playing, and some uh, one of the opponents they were playing girl slides into um, home. Breaks her ankle, yeah. <laughs> sliding in the home. You know, like it, it's yeah. it can happen in this game, man. Yeah, I mean, and you you mentioned uh, Connor Bailey, you getting that hit in that face. I mean, you, that's why you see major league players now wearing that. Mm-hmm. I thought of when you mentioned Bailey just now. I thought of Jason Hayward and Joe yeah. Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, I no. think it was almost a hundred plus on stand. Wow, took one right to the jaw. Wow, it was just like that's crazy. But it's just it's like you said. It's just it's still part of the game. You still have a hard object that's moving upwards of 80, 90, even hundreds of miles an hour coming at you. In Makai Phillips' situation, to take it to the major league level, I thought of uh, Brian McCann. Yeah, yeah. And he hit that minor league manager and hit him in the face. I mean, he lost his eye. I was happy to hear that Phillips. You know, it's not that bad, but still, I'm, I hope he has that speedy recovery. Hope he gets back on the diamond sooner rather than later because it's such a freak accident and we hate to see it. But it's yeah. just it's something that crazy that happens. The, the thing too is, I mean, like with, with Makai's. That's a foul ball. That ball is coming off the bat faster than it was coming to the yeah, Exactly, exactly. You know, because your average high school kid, you've you got a good pitcher, they're probably throwing low to mid-80s, right? right? That's right. going to hurt. Right. It, and obviously in the case of Connor, it, it, it caused some pretty big damage. That low-80, mid-80s pitch coming off a bat is 100-plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's coming a lot faster. And if you're in an on-deck circle like Mikhail was – and and that you don't have that, time to react. I mean, yeah. there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, that on deck circle's kind of tight too. I don't know yeah, if anybody's was, ever paid attention close. to that east side. I mean, it, it, like Coach uh, Hughes said, it wasn't a whole lot of maneuvering that he had time to do in that situation, and uh, it, it, it was just one of those unfortunate things that, like you said, is just part of the game. I saw a video like that. I mean, it was uh, Major League Baseball. I don't remember the year. I don't even remember the players, but the guy literally hit the foul ball in the same spot in the dugout like three times or something like that. And, like, the players were getting up to move. I mean, because that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive it was in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> crack, yeah. crack, I mean, crack. Don't into, stand there. Into, the home, into his team's dugout every single time. It's wow. It tells me he was he was either too far in front of the pitch or too far behind it. He yeah. fouled it off the same yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. Baseball is one of those sports that's relatively, most of, most of the time, it's pretty safe, but there's so many variables with the bats. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting about the bats, people letting go of bats. True. The foul ball is like <laughs> bats breaking. Yeah. yeah. Bats breaking. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's crazy, so many too, variables. 
these bats that they have now are supposed to mimic wood more than they did. They right. made this swap to BB Core, which is I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I, actually, I actually know what BB Core stands for. It's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast. I actually did a story on that in college mm-hmm. when they switched. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, it's actually a pretty cool story. But they sw- they switched these bats in 2011 or 2012. The BESR bats that were there before these BB Core bats were. Hot, yeah. And yeah. anybody that's played baseball, I mean, y'all, we're all about the same age, so y'all would have played with B- BSR bats. Those things were nasty, yeah. And people were getting hurt badly with these bats, and wow. that's why they made the swap. And so, you know, we, we talk about Connor and, and Makai getting hurt, but man, I'd hate to see what happened if we still had some of these BSR bats. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that I was thinking about with Makai, I mean, you got to think if he's in that on deck circle, he's in there, he's trying to time the pitcher and everything. He's focused on. He's not even it's, paying. It's such yeah. a he's quick thing. It's hard to get. It was so hard to get out of the way. And, and to your point, too, I, I don't know if this is something that – I haven't seen Alcovy's field yet to know where the, the on deck circle is up there, but – some of these umpires make this on deck circle really close to the plate, which I think is more of an issue. You yeah. know, you'll have these kids that are wanting to warm up closer to right. the dugout. To the dugout, right? But the on deck circle is closer to the plate. Well, that's that's a big difference in reaction time being able to react from right outside the dugout versus reacting right yeah. up there by the plate. Yeah, and these are subtleties that the average person probably doesn't think about. But then when something like this happens, it warrants. Hey, we got to pay a closer attention to to these things and making yeah. sure that you know. Again, you can't just completely safe proof any game, but but just making sure that as much as possible, some of these things don't happen as frequently as they. You know, honestly, any game that you watch, it's an amazing thing that things don't happen more frequently than they do. You know, so definitely prayers and thoughts are going to to Mr. Phelps and to Connor. Um, you know, hopefully those guys will get back on the field um get back on the field soon man uh definitely hate to see anything like that happen uh to to two good young young ball players man uh speaking of getting on the field though uh michael pope is uh he, he's he's about to fire me uh because uh, he wrote a uh, a very good and in-depth uh braves preview He's got his Braves. Man, he's unzipped, man. Don't don't take Uh-oh. your jacket off. Braves man. country. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Oh, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. I got to play it. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Are we really about to do this? Yep. We're all talking about is the Tomahawk getting ready to the play office. the Tomahawk Chop. Hopefully, the, and he's beating on the <laughs> table. The, the microphone's jumping all over the place. This is Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, Why are right, right. videoing right now? I have Why no idea. Yeah, this is, this this is, is a video-worthy podcast. What do, we, what, what do we got? What do we got? Let's hear it. Oh, uh, you hear? know what? I don't. I, I don't. See, look at it. He's, he's uh, messing up. He's messing up, man. He's messing up. There we go. Uh-oh. Oh man! Here we go. Everybody's chopping it off except, except me. Come on, man! Just I'm gonna on. chop off beat <laughs> on the one and three. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, now it's we need to be. Radio. We should. We can be brave sponsors. Well, we really so. could, man. <laughs> I mean, and, and but but again, we do this. Why? Friday, pitchers and catchers reported. And, and everybody loves that. Those are P's and C's. Oh my gosh. We, you know, from the moment that this it's podcast not. began, it was out of control from the moment that it began. So I apologize to any of my uh, my more uh, my more sophisticated listeners. Uh, it's because y'all got me here. I got y'all all I think wrong. this is, I think, I think that's so. what it is. We got Brett in the building. Everybody's enamored with his beard. Uh, you know, it's his 
it's his Bro's birthday. Just out for bread. You know, I think that's what it is, man. But you know, um, I wish the listeners could see my beard right now because it, it, it's well, getting pretty. Long. I tell you what, if you don't shave it in another couple of weeks, we'll be back doing it, uh, doing it live. They, they can well, see it. You man. know, I'm not, I'm not planning on shaving this. Take like a, take a, I'm, going, somebody, I'm going to gents. We're somebody get take a up. picture, man. Throw that bad boy on Twitter while we're at it, man. Uh, but you know, but but yeah, Michael, you you, you did a in depth uh, deal with Atlanta Braves, especially dealing with uh, the P's and C's. As, uh, Matt, <laughs> P's Matt, and C's. Uh, it, strange called them uh, but uh, you know talk to me a little bit about man what you see you know and you're and I know you're a baseball head what, what do you see briefly man out of this team that kind of caught everybody's imagination last year man we, we we didn't expect a playoff run and and there we were now we're talking about World Series so what what, what, what did you see man with that that you know what are you seeing out of what you you know about this team so far makes you excited for this spring? Well, I think the, the most exciting thing for this team is that young core. Mm-hmm. I mean, Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, everybody wants to talk about those guys, but I think the pitching staff is going to be solid. Mike, yeah. You know, we're talking about P's and C's, so got to talk about those guys. Mike Fultonevich at the top, Kevin the Gossman. It's going to be a solid rotation. I could see them going for a big name at the trade deadline. Yeah. Like a Madison Bumgarner yeah, yeah. would be a great pull, I think. But yeah, he's... Atlanta. <laughs> I need some moves, man. Look, I'm, I'm still waiting. On, I'm still waiting on Harper. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hey, want him. You know, they offered Machado. I mean, reportedly, they offered Machado three years at ninety million. My goodness, I'll <laughs> take it. I, three years. I know Matt had the biggest problem with him going to the Padres. Yeah, I saw that. I saw. I saw. I saw you were hating on the Padres. What you you compare to is like going to McDonald's getting a salad on a parfait. You don't. (laughs) You can get anything you want. Some people will go. No, they won't. If If I'm going to McDonald's, I'm getting a double quarter pounder, big dog. I get the coffee though, man. McDonald's coffee is a beast, man. I didn't even realize it was that great. It is, but but yes, the yes, another spot. We're racking up sponsors. Why are y'all cheating on Chick Fil A like that? No, we're, right? we're not. The cups are still here. We're, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Michael, you, what, what, what's kind of your prognosis? I guess for uh, for for you know, are are you one that's on that that championship World Series championship or bus bandwagon? Are you going to be more realistic? Give them a little time, man. I'm absolutely not on that. Championship well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I suck at that. Yeah, I'm this glad. is a young team. Josh Donaldson, one of the big oh, signings, I think, from yeah. the offseason. I'm excited the about it. The bringer of rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping he gets back to where he was a few years ago, that MVP form. But even if he doesn't work out, that's my thing, is we put him on that one-year $25 million deal. Even if he doesn't work out. guy like Austin Riley coming up, a lot of – he's a really highly regarded third-base prospect. Brian McCann coming back. I mean, that's like – young Michael was yeah. just the happiest <laughs> – Ever to see Brian McCann coming up as that backup, maybe switch everyday catcher. So I I tweeted out the gif of him when uh, what's his face from the Brewers came hit that home run and pimped it real bad. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I tweeted out that gif and I was like, "Welcome home, B Mac." Yeah, yeah. It's just gonna be a fun team to watch. This is a great lineup, top to bottom, and if the pitching's there, the bullpen's I think the biggest question mark because of how young everyone is. But if the pitching's there, this team. Could compete for a championship, but it's not championship or bust. Yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love that Donaldson signing because, like, like yeah. Michael was talking about, we got Austin Riley there in the minor leagues. And if Donaldson does work out, you have an, an MVP from two years ago. And if he doesn't work out, something to get the fans. And, and if he doesn't work out quite like they want, could be trade bait. Exactly, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. He's a name. It's a name. Pay a little bit of his contract. Could, put him on a team that's going for a championship. Here's the Donaldson. thing: is I mean, he wants to play 155 games. Is what he said. 
But realistically, looking at the injury problems and everything he's had, he's probably not. If he can stay healthy in the first half of the season and he performs, that's trade bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. And you still got Camargo there. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah, other thing he offers, he offers veteran leadership. Same exactly. thing with McCann. And, and that's something that last year, I think the only veteran leadership we really had was Freddie. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, Marquecas was there and we had some other guys. But now you got Freddie, you got BMAC, who is the leader. Yeah. And then you got Donaldson, who Donaldson and BMAC's leadership styles are going to clash, I feel like. <laughs> you think so? Yeah I, yeah, I think they will. But I think they can, I think they'll. Figure out a way to make it work because BMAC's still that old school yeah, yeah, baseball that's mentality. Yeah, Don, Donaldson's a little bit more of the new school. Yeah, um, Donaldson's got some swag to him. Yeah, he's got some swag to him. So uh, they can probably make it work, but I, I can see that being a little bit of a leadership clash there. But I hope BMAC not, is the leader. I, I was going to say I hope not because I think that's I think Braves need that uh, mm-hmm. you know to kind of temper a little bit last year's you know. Everybody's because that team came out of nowhere last year, yeah. man. And I mean, nobody. I I, I want to talk to the person who projected that that was going to be what Atlanta's fate was going. No, <laughs> no, I, I kind of no, no, no. Maybe not to the extent that they had, but I I knew that they could make some noise. Yeah. I mean, that the pieces are there. You know, I, I think the biggest surprise—not a huge surprise, but a huge surprise in my opinion—just Acuna, twenty-six home runs, hundred yeah. games, yeah. Yeah. 111 games, excuse me. Like, I got just. Especially just coming out of the All Star. expectations. Yes. He's the number one prospect. In well, yeah, I mean, you got the guys that, like that that came out of nowhere. I mean, but Dansby performed well like yeah. he needed yeah. to yeah. last year. Last year is what Dansby's rookie season should have been. Yeah. It should right. have been. Right. They shouldn't have pulled him up as early as they did, but they wanted to make him the face of the franchise, and it didn't work out. Right. Um, but then, you know, you got guys like. Um, Albies that turned out really well. Yeah, awesome. Charlie Culberson's turned out really well. I mean, and Flowers was pretty good too. You know, I mean, Freeman had a season last year. Yeah, Freeman had a season. I mean, the pieces are there, and there's some pieces, you know, that are not necessarily ride the bench, but are more utility guys that are getting lots of innings. That they they make that team tick. Yeah, and yeah. they're talking about the bullpen one final time. Everybody's pushing Craig Kimbrell. Bring back Kimbrell. Like if that happened. Yeah. Just Atlanta would explode. Well, the, the thing is, we, we just got to get – you've got to have your starters go deep. Exactly. And those mid-relievers not screw it up. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, it's the, it's the all the bullpen that I think yeah. is the most concerning. Because that was the thing. Yeah. I, I think it was last year. Um, I went to a couple of Braves games, and we, we went when they played Colorado at home. Um, and we were up, I think, two or three runs, and they put O'Flaherty in. And I, I looked at my best friend that was sitting next to me. And I said, "Oh, we just lost the ball." <laughs> I, I, I did. I was like, we're, "He's like, no, we're we're up." And I'm like, "No," I said, "We are gonna blow this ball game right here." <laughs> and we were walking out in the ninth inning, go 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 to the battery to go have beers because we had blown the game. Wow, wow! <laughs> it was like I knew it was coming Should because I had no faith. As much as I, as much as I hated on Vizcayano last year, I just wanted to drink beer, man. That's all, that's all it was, man. He's like, ah, so it's beer time. Let's go. Yeah, well, it's, I, I needed a beer after that game. <laughs> but as much as I, as I cracked on Vizcayano last year because I hated him and I thought he blew the games. He was the best pitcher in that bullpen. Yeah. And when he finally came back, he was a difference maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey. You hear the passion. That's why you know it's football. I mean, baseball season. And uh, so, P's and C's report. You can get the C and P. I like that. We're, we're coining it. P's and C's. It's not P's and C's. It's P's and C's. P's and C's. P's and C's report. And we are coining it. Matthew Phineas and Ferb Grimes. He's that. He's that guy, man. He did it. 
you can catch Michael Pope's uh, preview, uh, Braves preview. Man, we're going to do some more um, MLB uh, stuff this year. We're going to do some more MLB coverage this year. We're going to get a couple of games in. Hopefully, of course, Tim Heyer, who is the local guy. Hires. Tim Hires, who yeah, is the local S. guy. Yeah, I've got to put the S on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's sleepy. Man. Matt's on strike three. Matt's sleepy. <laughs> Tim Hires, uh, of course, the hitting coach of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, a Covington, Newton County guy. Uh, and uh, one of these days, he and I, he's coming fresh off of that, that World Series championship. Yes, and uh, he and I still have yet to catch up, but we will. We've been playing text tag um, for the last few months, but uh, pretty soon we'll have a good feature for uh, for Mr. Hires, and I'm sure there'll be a whole lot of Covington baseball fans that will love to uh, hear about him from a personal standpoint. But definitely, there, there's some Walton County folks that would like to hear that too because, I mean, yeah. not, not only is he – he's a Newton County guy, but he lives in Loganville. His, right, His right. kids went to Loganville. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so that's – and he still comes back pretty regularly to do baseball camps with Seegers and them. So that's – that's it. that kind of meshes our areas It does, well, man. You know, just, it, just another uh, meshing point like it, Social Circle is for us. It, it does, man. Newton and Walton County's uh, – Probably have a lot more in common, especially athletically speaking, than, than people realize. And so that's kind of why uh, my guy Brett is with us and our sister publication, Walton Tribune. Definitely love working with him. Uh, listen, man, we, we keep talking about how we, we're only going to do these for short periods of time. And here we are on hour 119. Uh, so, uh, we just need to make these two hours. Uh, you know, man. We'll listen, break in between. I, I, we uh, we get, come back. This is why sponsors. we need to get gents, uh, hair, what is it, gents grooming. Gents grooming. Gents Chick Fil A, McDonald's. McDonald's. Braves, we need to just go ahead and graves all of them, man. Just get your commercials ready so we can get some. We need a sports flash in between, like ninety two hundred. Yeah, yeah, we need to. Uh, Chick Fil A, Sports, sports Flash, yeah. Pebbleland Express Loot Sports Flash. There you go, there you go. We start talking about what happened with the uh, East Side baseball game or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be cool stuff. But listen, as we round the corner, man, bring it, bring it to a close. Definitely saving, I believe, the best for last. And this is, we're talking about social circle wrestling. Man, five straight duels championships, five straight traditional championships. They just not notched number five this past weekend in Macon. Uh, myself, Tyler Williams, we had the opportunity to do some triple team coverage with Brett, who was down there. Um, snagging photos and, and spending what would you say you spent fifteen hours on Saturday? Fifteen sounds about right. Good yeah. gracious, you know that that now that we talked about that man. The cool thing about wrestling tournaments, they're awesome. The environments are great. They are long, yes. and uh, if Very you long. if you've ever stayed through one all three days or whatever the case may be, you're putting your log in some major hours, but. Was well worth it, Brett, uh, to see Social Circle, you know, uh, come away with a fifth straight traditional championship, man. And and I mean, talk with Coach Randy Prater. He said this stuff doesn't get old. They're starting to feel more pressure, which means it's more gratifying when they win them, man. Yeah, I mean, we were down there, and after it was kind of determined that Social Circle was going to outlast Elbert County for the team score. Yeah, Carrie Best, who's the sports editor at the Elberton Star, looked at me and goes. So have you gotten tired of, uh, of covering state championships yet? Because for me, since I started in Walton County, this makes a championship number 11. Right. They, they, this is five straight, but they've won 11. Well, th- this is 10 total for them. Yeah. This is this is 11 total for me 10, okay. of all sports. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean it's you know I I don't ever get tired of seeing them win championships. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. I don't think I'll ever get tired of seeing anybody win championships. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big deal. I, it would be a bigger story at this point if they don't win it. Kind of like what happened with Jefferson. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Jefferson had a crazy eighteen streak. straight through what three or four oh, different. So they didn't. Yeah, three or oh. four different classifications, and I they wish came I could up. See my face right and now. They came up third. They came up third. Wow. This year, uh, Sonoraville, I, I think, that. was one. One, was it? Is yeah, I think so. But what's crazy is, is, is their dual streak is still intact. Really? Okay. Because here, the thing, crazy thing about wrestling for for listeners that don't know, there are two different state championships that a wrestling team can win during the year. Mm-hmm. There's the team duels, which is essentially social circle versus X, whoever whoever you're playing. So social circle versus Elbert County. What happens is in your 14 weight classes. Each wrestler gets you points, and then the, you know whatever your total points is is you beating the other team. Right. Then in traditional, it's individual kids, and so yeah, you still get points for each kid. You know how well they do, which is how you get a team title in traditional. But it's it's more individual related. Um, so Jefferson had streaks in both duels and traditional. Traditional, they were they were in eighteen or nineteen years that they had won the team title. Obviously, they had numerous individual state placers or state state placers and state champions. Um, but their duels title is what's still intact, and they almost lost that to North Hall. It yeah. came down to the last wrestler in duels back in January, um, and had they not gotten the major in it and won won by eight points, wow, they wouldn't have won the match, which wow. means they wouldn't have kept that title streak. Jefferson has won a dual state title every single year since the duels format was invented in 2001. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And like and I said, what, like wrestling. four different classifications they've gone through it and you know, and they go and they, they place third, which is like Coach Prater said, there's nothing to hang your hat about, you know, but when you're used to winning it for 18 years, dude, like think about I was 21 years old. When this streak started, you're aging yourself, there, man. I am. Yeah, I am. Just, yeah, when you said when you were talking <laughs> earlier about how you're the same age as everybody, I'm like, oh, I'm not well, I, I've got these guys by a little bit. You got them by a little bit. I got them by a lot bit. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, but but no, I'm thinking 21. I was still bumping around University of Nebraska Lincoln campus when Jefferson started this run. That's crazy. You know. I was getting ready to make that comparison before you said that Jefferson lost it. But I mean, even still, I mean, Social Circle is cementing their own legacy as becoming like a Jefferson where they're just becoming so dominant in wrestling. I mean, they're one of what? We said five teams that have gotten I think, five straight at I least? Think three. Three. Yeah, it's three Com- teams. Commerce yeah. is up there and yep. I think Camden's yep, up there. Commerce, right Camden County, and Social Circle are yeah. the ones that, um, you know, five straight at least. I think Camden, Either Camden, Camden or Commerce won their sixth. Con- Commerce won five. They're on. They're on par with with social. So okay. Okay. Maybe it was Camden. So I think Camden won their sixth streak. But I mean, dude, that's rarefied air. And 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 I just I love not only just like you said, Brett. I never get tired of covering a champion. Uh, it's always cool to do it, both from the journalistic standpoint, uh, you know how we plan our layouts and all that kind of stuff, but also just from the standpoint of watching the kids and the coaches you know get that good feeling uh man speaking of good feelings um one of the best stories you will read uh, of an athlete of a student athlete locally 
um, that you'll read if you go to CubNews.com or Walton Tribune's website. Uh, Tyler's turning red over here because he knows <laughs> I'm talking about him. Uh, red is that shirt he's wearing. Man, yeah, well, yeah, that is a, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of pink. It's an emergency shirt. It's an emergency, the emergency shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with the VW van. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm digging it though. It's Thank nice. It. It's it's nice. It does match your face right now though. <laughs> no, no. Tyler is a little embarrassed. Oh, we need the video evidence. They're lying. Yeah, but he has nothing to be embarrassed about. Tyler wrote a fantastic story on uh, Mitchell Thompson. Who uh, won? I mean, really, I called it a you know the headline a rags to riches wrestling story. I it mean, really he, is. That's what he it is. came from. I suck at this as a middle schooler. That's what he said. To I'm a back to back state champion. Uh, you know, for one of the best wrestling programs in Georgia. Um, Tyler, just kind of take us into what your thoughts were. You know, writing that. I know you kind of know Mitchell personally a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, what was it that kind of just motivated you to want to tell his story man i mean i met him at a house church was why i threw that house church bit into the story um and i could just tell i mean the way he he was leading the house church class for like the guys and stuff so i could tell what kind of kid he was right off the bat i knew he had won a state title last year i knew he was one of the probably the favorites in his weight class to win it again so when you know when we were talking about and you asked me to write a story i was excited because i knew he was going to have a great story i didn't know it'd be as good as it was but i knew he was going to have a great story regardless and man it was it's just awesome to see it absolutely man now brett you see it from a different angle because you've been watching this kid you know um and of course you got you got uh josh engstrom as well and and you know several others have been wrestling at a high level but you know for you man and you reading that story and just knowing that kid you know the way you do you know, how gratifying was it even as a sports editor to watch that and, and, and see not just his wrestling prowess get celebrated, but his character as well, man? Well, Mitchell's been – he's been an awesome kid. You know, there's – doing this job, you get to meet some different kids. And, you know, there's run of the mill. you got real good athletes. But then there's just good quality kids that right. you get to cover. Mm-hmm. And Mitchell's a good quality kid. Um, and seeing him, seeing him win that man last year – I know Tyler and I were talking about it yeah. earlier – when he won his first state title, he came over and he just hip tossed Prater down the mat. <laughs> yeah, that's on t- that's on uh, Twitter, I think. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. on Twitter, and that's one of the the coolest pictures I got last year was him doing that because you could just tell the emotion and and the you know how happy he was after winning that something that he had worked so hard for. And he he told me this year because I kind of jokingly said to him, I "Was like you going you going to toss Prater again?" He goes, "No." He goes, "Last year was the first one." He said, "You know that, that's." It's great, and all he said, but I, I've been there now. He says, I've got to act like I've been there. I've got to be more humble about it. Right. And that, to me, spoke more volumes because, I mean, all this weekend I saw kids that were three and four-time state champions. Um, there's a kid from Chattooga that was, that was a three-time state champ, and, and some of these kids just they have these big heads. They're yeah. good wrestlers, but they got these big heads too um, and, and have these massive celebrations after winning it. And then you get a guy like Mitchell that comes in there that he just – Goes in there, does his business. He comes out, he shakes the opposing coach's hands, comes back, and just gets a big hug from Prater. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like it's exactly what he said. He's like, you got to act like you've been there before. Absolutely. And just seeing that character was awesome. Absolutely. You know, and also reading just about what he went through, just to going from the I want to quit this, and then getting convinced to stay, to being a two-time state champion. You know, going to Compound, which is a really big like wrestling, yeah, absolutely practice facility in a way. And, um, I think it's in is it Donna? Donna. Yeah, it's in Donna. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I heard all about it when I used to wrestle. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's where all the good wrestlers will go to practice at and stuff. I mean, he was dedicated. He would get up early in the morning, stay up late. I mean, he was dedicated to like perfecting his craft. He had some awesome mentors along the way, so it was rewarding to see that first state title. Even more rewarding to see that second. And my favorite part of the story was the Twitter note that one of his yeah. friends mm-hmm. yeah. had marked down from where he said. Mark my words, I'm going to win a state championship or be in the state finals, whatever it said, a year before he had like actually won his first. And that just shows you, I mean, he he made his spoiler into a prediction like to go Absolutely. off what my story said. I mean, it was just cool to see. Absolutely, man. You add that to add to that the, the, the I thought like the cool nugget with a Prater talking about he had his phone, he dropped it and opened it up and saw where he had put in there, I'm gonna be a you know, back to back state champion, you know, put it in his cover, man. You know, just just the kind of just the kind of dedication that you need to be. I mean, this is of. this is a, a story that you could make a movie out of for real. Yeah, like yeah. a thirty for thirty documentary. Yeah. It's, it's that good. Absolutely. And he's going to wrestle at Lander College, um, helping them start their program, I believe. So I'm excited, man. I'm glad his journey isn't going to stop in high school. I'm glad he's going to be able to get on and and move forward. So you, if you if you missed that story, catch it cubnews.com. Also, you'll be able to see. Um, I haven't written it yet, but pretty cool uh, story out of Newton High School wrestling. Uh, of course, uh, Coach Tommy Gregory in his first year had his first uh, girls wrestler, India Page. Of course, uh, GHSA had their first all-girls state tournament this year, and India Page, a junior at Newton, she was the school's first-ever girls wrestler. She went and wrestled in that uh, one fifth place, place fifth. Uh, probably could have placed a little higher. Some questionable stuff happened with that, but uh, just the fact that she was out there, man, uh, just just cool stuff. And speaking, it just kind of speaks to the growth uh, of the sport in the state. So catch that. CovNews.com will have that for you in the next couple of days. We'll have a whole ton of stuff for you to read and to digest. Uh, state basketball tournament, wrestling, baseball. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to slide some football coverage in as well. Um, speaking of football, our next podcast, and we're getting ready to let you go, but our next podcast Wednesday, March 13th, we do it every other week. That'll be the one where we'll broadcast it live on our social media channels. And we'll start heavy in the spring sports. We'll start start talking about track and baseball. Uh, Newton Cup from baseball will have been played by then, some bragging rights. Uh, So we'll be able to talk about that. And then believe it or not, guys, when we come back, Spring football practices will have already started in college ball. And believe it or not, by the time we put down another podcast, three Division I schools, one of them a Power Five, is going to already have played their spring football games. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It's got Furman's coming up Saturday, February 23rd, Arizona State Thursday, February 28th. That one's going to be televised on Pac-12 Network. And then local boy, Georgia Southern. It's going to come up on Saturday, March 9th at 11 a.m. So, guys, I'm telling you, man, (laughs) football does not stop. Uh, So we're excited about that. And, of course, uh, when we come back to you on March 13th, uh, as always, we invite you to tune in on any any one of our three social media channels. Ask us questions, call us dumb, whatever you want to do. Interact with us. You'll be able to see Tyler's magic slippers in in person. Yeah, man. And uh, Brett, hopefully, maybe we get Brett back here. He can show off his beard. Hey, man, Uh, if if we're doing baseball again and and football, 
know, those were those were right up my alley. So you, you know I, I don't it, mind making another appearance. You know it, man. Brett, did you have fun with us today, man? Yeah, man. I always have fun when I get around you guys. Hey, man. So. Yeah, we're, we're we're glad you had us. We're glad we're glad that you were with us today, man. And so we we appreciate. <laughs> Michael's giving me the thumbs up right now. Yeah, Michael's like, guys. yeah, he's a good dude, good dude. So listen, guys, we're out, man, and uh, and hopefully you enjoy this. Listen to it on your drive home. Segment it out. Uh, big shout out to. Uh, 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 to all of you who are, you know, staying with us and following us and becoming an audience, we appreciate that. So listen, we will see you when we see you. Until then, go buy you a paper on Sunday. Uh, go Newton Rams on Thursday, and we'll holla at you in two weeks. Take Peace. care. Peace. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth.